Hello and welcome to the Friday, March 31st, 2023 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, today I'll deviate a little bit from my normal format. I'll not start with today's diary post. Instead, I want to give an update on the 3CX situation. I mentioned this briefly yesterday. 3CX, a company that distributes voice and video over IP software, the desktop client that they're distributing for Mac and Windows was a compromise, which meant that beginning this week, if you download a desktop, client, you also installed a back door. With this application being used literally by millions of users, this is a significant supply chain incident. And while this is still a somewhat developing situation, we do have a couple more details by now. When you're running the malicious application, it will first reach out to a specific GitHub repository, download some icon files, and then extract some base64 data from those icon files that will give it additional instructions in particular how to download a particular DLL for the Windows version that then implements an info stealer. The info stealer uploads uh, data about the system, version of software, browser versions, and also the browser history to a collection point to a command control server that then the attacker of course may have access to. Now this entire Infrastructure has been dismantled by now, so if you are running it right now, the software shouldn't cause any damage, but of course, uh, we don't know everything yet about it, so would still be extremely careful uh, with uh, this. The root of all of this was the libffmpeg library that was included uh, with this desktop client. libffmpeg is a standard open source library. It implements various sort of video audio encoding routines. So typically, yes, you will find this library in this type of software. That's not suspicious at all. However, the version of the library that was included here was malicious. And that sort of it gets interesting and where we don't really know all the details yet why 3CX included that malicious version instead of the normal good version. Well, uh, that hasn't really been made public at this point. It's possible that uh, this library was uploaded to various uh, sites where developers like to download these libraries from. It's also possible that it was more targeted against uh, 3CX, that uh, particular compromise of their network allowed the attackers to sneak in that particular library. This is important uh, because, of course, the next question is, are there any other software applications that uh, contain that same malicious library. That's something we don't know yet. Nothing indicates at this point that uh, other applications do include this library. And of course, right now, anti-malware libraries will recognize this malicious version library. Just uh, before starting the podcast, I tried it myself. I downloaded it and it was immediately recognized uh, by the pretty standard uh, antivirus that I have on my system. Of course, that doesn't mean that there aren't some uh, subtle uh, different versions of it that are not recognized, but uh, 
at least as far as the 3CX version goes, yes, it should no longer be a threat if you're running up-to-date anti-malware. Like I said, this is still very much a developing situation. Uh, we do have a live stream tomorrow. Fridays, uh, Steve Sims always has his off by one uh, live stream. We'll use that uh, to talk more about what's sort of known, what's not known about this particular incident. So tune in if you want to know more. Uh, we have some uh, great speakers here who have uh, worked this sort of uh, firsthand the last couple of days. The attack infrastructure actually has been uh, up at least in part. Some of the domains were registered about a year ago. Of course, that doesn't mean that this particular attack uh, with 3CX started uh, a year ago. Sometimes attackers will sort of continuously uh, build attack infrastructure like this and then use it uh, as they, for example, manage to compromise a significant target like this. And again, link to the live stream as well as links to other resources that I found helpful uh, will be in the show notes. Now, but we also had a good diary today from Xavier. I don't want you to miss it's reverse analysis of malware after all. So stuff that comes in handy if you are uh, dealing with problems like uh, 3CX. Now, it's not a DLL or uh, something like this. It's a PowerShell script that Xavier looks at, one that's interestingly obfuscated and Xavier walks you through the process of actually using a PowerShell debugger here uh, to... Uh, help you reverse engineer uh, this particular PowerShell script by sort of setting selective breakpoints and kind of having uh, the script deobfuscate itself. Well, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and hope not too many of you have to work all weekend on figuring out what 3CX did to you. But uh, again, tune in to the live stream and uh, talk to you again on Monday. Bye.